If you like this show and want to make your own, let me tell you about Anchor. Number one, it's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Now you can even add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes. The possibilities are endless for what you can create, whether it's music analysis, your own radio show, or something the world's never heard before. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many other platforms. You can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. So it turns out, it's everything you need to make a podcast, all in one place. All you have to do is download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. In today's session, we will discuss globalization 4.0 and what does it mean? We will be going through the words of Dr. Klaus Schwab, who was a modern day prophet and orator, articulator, polymath, inspired by Lucifer himself. With the World Economic Forum and the Trilateral Commission and the Council on Foreign Relations and many other think tanks, institutions, and global bodies, what they are propagating and what they are working vigorously to achieve is the establishment and architecture of the beast system. What they are trying to bring about and what they are trying to roll out is the red carpet for Hasatan. Now, Yeshua already made it clear that if it were possible, even the elect would be deceived meaning the level of deception is supernatural it is beyond all human strength it is beyond all human intelligence it is beyond all human finite intelligence no Lucifer Hasatan Satan, Diablos, Mephistopheles, Belial, Beelzebub, Shaitan, the devil, the dragon, the serpent, the anointed cherub, the covering cherub, the evil genius, that old wise snake. He is not infinite in his intelligence he too has a limited intelligence limited perception limited understanding limited wisdom limited da'af which is knowledge Yahweh is the only one with infinite limitless endless boundaryless intelligence perception wisdom understanding and many more meanings and words that we don't even know of but I say all this to say this paper that we're getting ready to go through is the embodiment of the system that is laid out in the book of Revelation, chapter 13, Revelation, chapter 17, Daniel, chapter 12, and many other 
scriptural places. We must keep in mind that the prognostications made by the prophets of old, the apostles of old, the disciples of old, the Talmudim in Talmidah, male and female students, their prognostications that they were given from the Most High go back at least 2,000 years. And the prophets in the Tanakh or in the Old Testament, their, pro their prophecies go back beyond 2,000 years ago. Yet their prophecies foretold and gave the structure for precisely what we are living in right now. Predicting technologies that didn't exist in their time that are now present in our time. Yahweh gave them the ability to intellectually time travel through prophetic powers. And now here I am in 2021 AD looking backwards in time, connecting the dots the way he said he would lead his sons of light to do. But today we are reading the words of one of the sons of darkness. Klaus Schwab, chief executive officer of the World Economic Forum, the writer of the book, The Great Reset, The Fourth Industrial Revolution, and many other works of eschatology, technology, and transcendent biology. So let us jump into this document. After World War II, the international community came together to build a shared future. Now it must do so again. Owing to the slow and uneven recovery in the decades since the global financial crisis, a substantial part of society has become disaffected and embittered not only with politics and politicians, but also with globalization and the entire economic system it underpins. In an era of widespread insecurity and frustration, populism has become increasingly attractive as an alternative to the status quo. But populist discourse eludes, escapes, and often confounds or confuses the substantive distinctions between two concepts, globalization and globalism. Globalization is a phenomenon driven by technology and the movement of ideas, people and goods. Globalism is an ideology that prioritizes the neoliberal global order, global order, global order over national interests. Nobody can deny that we are living in a globalized world. Nobody can deny that we are living in a globalized world, but whether all of our policies should be globalist is highly debatable. Now, before I go on, globalism was prophesied in Revelation chapter 13 specifically. Revelation chapter 13 talks about the emergence of a global system in which eventually the occupants of the earth will have to receive a mark of acceptance to do basic business, to do basic functions, to go shopping, to get groceries, to sell and to trade, do trade, to travel, to exist, to receive services, to receive help from the established order, the state. Revelation chapter 13 says that no matter whether you're rich or poor, free or bond, you will receive a mark 
the mark of the Therion, the beast. One who is an avatar of Satan. Filled with the inner Gaia, the energy of Satan. Filled with the intelligence of Satan. And just like Manly P. Hall said of the Freemasonic order, flowing with the seething energies of Lucifer. That's what the first beast, the second beast, and the false prophet will be filled and invigorated with the inner Gaia Satanus. The energy, power, the dunamis, the miraculous power of Satan himself. It will transcend everything that the human mind knows and that the human eye has seen. Now let us move on. Back to the prophet of Lucifer, Dr. Klaus Schwab. After all, this moment of crisis has raised important questions. I want us to pay attention to the fact that Dr. Klaus Schwab says that we are living in the midst of a moment of crisis, rather you know it or not. See, everybody in the world thinks that everything is okay as peaches and cream and everything is going great and there's really nothing going on. Life is going to continue to go on as it's been going on every day, but it's not. You see, the men who think from a higher perspective, who come from a higher understanding, a higher intellectual position, a more well-read position, a more mentally trained position, they're looking farther into the future than you are. They're operating as a futurologist without God. They are allegiant, they are faithful to, loyal to the God of this world. You see, the Apostle Paul said that the eyes of the world, the perceiving eyes of the world, the perceiving minds of the world have been blinded by the God of this world. The Apostle Paul doesn't say Yahweh is the God of this world. Yahweh is the God of all things, the universe of existence itself. He said that Satan is the God of this world. The reason why is because Yahweh gave Adam the position and the authority over the earth in the beginning. Adam was the God of this world. No, not the almighty God, but the God as in ruler, manager, maintainer of the earth. But when Adam was deceived, and actually it wasn't him who was deceived, it was Chava, Eve who was deceived, Adam disobeyed willingly, conscientiously. This caused him to lose his position as ruler and dominator over the earth. At that time, the crown of authority was removed from Adam and handed over to Hasatan, the one who tricked them out of their position, out of their noble position that they were given by the creator of the universe. So, I said all that to say, this is the reason why, scripturally, hermeneutically, theologically, why the Bible says that Satan is the God of this world. Meaning the one who took the crown of authority from the first Adam. But let us get back to Klaus Schwab. 
After all, this moment of crisis has raised important questions about our global governance architecture. Our global governance architecture. What is he talking about? Oh, he's talking about the same global governance architecture that the book of Revelation lays out plainly. The scripture even talks about there will be 10 kings who are all of one mind who will operate in unison as a team governing over the entire planet. The authority will be given to them by the God of this world. Hasatan. No, not by the God of heaven. You see, you have to keep things hermeneutically correct. You have to break down the hermeneutical exactitude of what the scriptures are saying. Precisely. Not going to the left nor to the right, but staying straight and straight to the point. Klaus says, with more and more voters demanding to take back control from global forces, the challenge is to restore sovereignty in a world that requires cooperation. Restore sovereignty in a world that requires cooperation. Rather than closing off economies through protectionism and nationalist politics, we must forge a new social compact between citizens and their leaders so that everyone feels secure enough at home to remain open to the world at large. Failing that, the ongoing disintegration of our social fabric could ultimately lead to the collapse of democracy. The collapse of democracy. The collapse of democracy. That is precisely what we are in the midst of right now. The collapse of democracy and the emergence of Rockefeller's lockstep. The emergence of and manifestation of authoritarianism, which is akin to the rise of the spirit of Antichrist, tyrannical, despotic ideologies. Moreover, the challenges associated with the fourth industrial revolution are coinciding with the rapid emergence of ecological constraints, the advent of an increasingly multipolar international order, and rising inequality. These integrated developments are ushering in a new era, a new era of globalization. A new era of globalization. These integrated developments are ushering in a new era of globalization. Whether it will improve the human condition will depend on whether corporate, local, national, and international governance can adapt in time, which means you must change. You must be transformed. Now, people get upset when the Bible tells you the basic instructions before leaving earth, the Baritha Kadashah, the New Testament, and the Tanakh, the Old Testament, and the Torah, the instructions from Yahweh, people get upset when they look in the Bible and the Bible says, hey, you must change your life. You have to change from your filthy ways and begin to live righteous. Begin to think like God. Begin to walk and talk and act like God. No, not the God of this world, Hasatan, the God of the universe, whose image we were made in. Most people think because the Bible says that we were made in God's image, that it means that God is a man. No, when God said he made you in his image, he meant with a mind, with intelligence, with a spirit, with a soul, with the breath of Chaya, life. It's not talking about the body at all, period. It's not talking about the temple, which is called your body, at all. The scripture clearly says that God cannot be contained within temples made by the hands of men. So no, God does not live in your temple. God does not live in your church. God does not live in your hut. God does not live in anything that you've made with your hands. Period.
Klaus Schwab is saying, you must learn to adapt. You must change. And you don't hear nobody complaining about it. Oh, they just embrace the indoctrination that comes forth from the schools. The governments. Governments are made up by people. They tell you to put a mask on your face. Everybody's wearing a mask on their face. Everybody's conforming to the psychological warfare that's being laid on them without any complaints. Conformist. Most people in the world conform. But when it comes to conforming to what God has said to do, oh, you got a problem with that. But when the United Nations tells you what to do, when the World Health Organization tells you what to do, when the CDC tells you what to do, when the NIH tells you what to do, when the clinic tells you what to do, when the doctor tells you what to do, when the president tells you what to do, when the rap stars tell you what to do, when the movie stars tell you what to do, oh, you doing it. You doing it. You don't have no issue with being a weak conformist. But when the creator of the universe tells you to do something, oh, it's a problem. Let us move on. Meanwhile, a new framework for global public-private cooperation has been taking shape. Public-private cooperation is about harnessing the private sector and open markets to drive economic growth for the public good, with environmental sustainability and social inclusiveness always in mind. But to determine the public good, we must first identify the root causes of inequality, wickedness is the root cause like the bible said the love of money no the bible didn't say money it said the love of money the love of trying to acquire money is the root of all evil yeshua said avarice which is a demon of greed it is the literal name of a demon of greed yeah, that's the demon that occupies most of our global forces. Everything's about a profit in this world. Period. Anyway, let's move on. For example, while open markets and increased competition certainly produce winners and losers in the international arena, they may be having an even more pronounced effect of inequality at the national level. Moreover, the growing divide between the precariat, which means the people who, uh, whose income is insecure as a class, as opposed to the rich and the wealthy and the silver spooned, silver spoon in the mouth people, he goes on to say, Moreover, the growing divide between the precariat and the privileged is being reinforced by the fourth industrial revolution business models, which often derive, which often derive rents from owning capital or intellectual property. Closing that divide requires us to recognize that we are living in a new type of innovation-driven economy and the new global norms, standards, policies, and conventions are needed to safeguard the public. Oh, they're going to, wait, to safeguard the public trust, to safeguard the public trust. You see, the global forces the global controllers, the social engineers want you to trust them. And you do. But you don't trust God. You trust Bill Gates. You trust Dr. Fauci. You trust Mr. Tedros, the Ethiopian leader of the World Health Organization. 
people put their trust in those people who have no more power on earth than you the power that they're exercising you gave it to them you're validating it you don't have to recognize them as a ruler and a leader the Bible clearly tells the sons of light the sons and daughters of light that our leader is the Ruach HaKodesh the spirit of truth the, the spirit of exclusivity otherwise known as the Holy Spirit but it is to be understood that the word holy is English it is not Hebrew Kadosh Hagiu in Greek they both mean set apart for exclusive use for a particular purpose a divine righteous purpose Anyway, moving on, because we have a lot of material to get through tonight. Klaus says, the new economy has already disrupted and recom recombined countless industries. The new economy has already disrupted and recom recombined countless industries and dislocated millions of workers. It is dematerializing production by increasing the knowledge intensity of value creation. It is heightening competition within domestic product, capital, and labor markets, as well as among countries adopting different trade and investment strategies. And it is fueling distrust, particularly of technology companies and their stewardship of our data. Of course, all the technology companies are draconian. I said all the technology companies are draconian. Let's just say they have a tendency to allow themselves to be utilized by the spirit of the dragon. To be used for censorship, for, da for data collection, for data manipulation for psychological manipulation, etc., etc., etc. We could go on forever. You're being studied by the tech companies. You're being manipulated by the tech companies. You're being tracked and traced and surveilled by the tech companies. Klaus goes on to say, the unprecedented pace of technological change means that our systems of health, transportation, communication, production, distribution, and energy, just to name a few, will be completely transformed. Managing the change will require not just new frameworks for national and multinational cooperation, but also a new model of education, a new model of education, a new model of mental entrainment, a new model of indoctrination, a new model of psychological entrainment, mental entrainment, programming. He says, complete with targeted programs for teaching workers new skills. With advances in robotics and artificial intelligence in the context of aging societies, we will have to move from a narrative of production and consumption toward one of sharing and caring. Globalization 4.0 has only just begun, but we are already vastly unprepared, underprepared for it. Klaus Vab says, Globalization 4.0 has only just begun, but we are already vastly underprepared for it. Clinging to an outdated mindset and tinkering with our existing processes and institutions will not do. Rather, we need to redesign them from the ground up so that we can capitalize on the new opportunities that await us while avoiding the kind of disruptions that we are witnessing today. You see, Klaus is pushing 
forward birthing a Luciferian Antichrist transformation. He is operating in a spirit of transformation. That's not going to benefit you. It's only going to benefit the stakeholders. It's only going to bring, it's only going to bring into fruition and actuation the data and details that we find in Revelation chapter 13, verse 1 through 18. Klaus says, as we develop a new approach to the new economy, we must remember that we are not playing a zero-sum game. This is not a matter of free trade or protectionism, technology or jobs, immigration or protecting citizens, and growth or equality. Those are all false dichotomies. Klaus says, those are all false dichotomies which we can avoid by developing policies that favor and over or allowing all sets of interests to be pursued in parallel. To be sure, pessimists will argue that political conditions are standing in the way of a productive global dialogue about globalization 4.0 and the new economy. But realists will use the current moment to explore the gaps in the present system and to identify the requirements for a future approach. And optimists will hold out hope that future-oriented stakeholders, future-oriented stakeholders, keep that in the back of your mind, future-oriented stakeholders, stakeholders will create a community of shared interest and ultimately shared purpose. What is shared purpose? Let me educate my listeners. Shared purpose means common purpose. Common purpose means a conspiratorial view agreed upon. A conspiratorial a view, a conspir conspiratorial view held by the group. Sharing a common purpose. Sharing a common idea. Pushing towards a common goal. Like the 17 SDGs. The Sustainable Development Goals. Put forward by world government. The United Nations. United Nations is the precursor. It is the shadow of world government. It is the practice of world government. And eventually... The United Nations is going to receive more power from an undisclosed realm. The United Nations is going to begin, I mean, they already are dominating the earth. Shared purpose is common purpose. Shared purpose, common purpose. Sharing the purpose, the common purpose. Agreeing with the conspiratorial, agreed upon view. Even the historian Voltaire said, history is that which is agreed upon not what actually happened. It is that which is agreed upon. And now we live in an age and era where history is being rewritten. Narratives are being changed right in front of us. Dictionaries are being changed. Lexicons are becoming broader with new terms that never existed before to match intellectual climate that we live in to match the mind control programming this is a fact now we're coming towards the end of this article and as I said, Klaus 
is a prophet. Navi in Hebrew means one who interprets the will of God. Also operates as a spokesman. A prophet is also one who has a germ of data that bubbles up from within inside of themselves that was put there by their creator, their influencer. But in the case of a satanic prophet, this germ is put there by Satan himself. All these concepts and ideas and ideologies and innovations and new reimaginations, reimagining the world, reimagining a world that looks more and more like the world that Revelation 13 tells you is going to come into existence. Klaus is a prophet, a spokesman for the dragon that has not yet arrived. Klaus is a spokesman, a communicator, an orator, an articulator of the dragon that has not yet arrived. Klaus is being used as a vessel to condition the intelligent minds in academia to prepare the world mentally and physically for the arrival of the dark one the one prognosticated and foretold of by the Bible only the Bible no other book no other religion no other religious ideology nothing no other philosophy, no one in the world at any time has ever pontificated, specifically focused on the coming of an anti-God, an anti-Christ. The Bible is the only one that has done that. And for those who out there have tried to Discredit the Bible, you've only made an incommunicable fool of yourself academically, intellectually, cognitively, and in reality. The concepts, ideas, philosophies, and instructions we've been given from the Bible are simply transcendent, timeless. Boundaryless. And the scriptures clearly tell you that the word of God is to be spiritually diacrino. Diacrino in Greek means discerned, analyzed. You got to go a whole lot deeper. We got people out here that cannot even decipher what a news anchor is saying. They can't read in between the lines. They don't understand economic Rhetoric. They don't understand philosophical rhetoric. They don't understand psychological rhetoric. They don't understand biological rhetoric, nomenclature, language, vocabulary, syntax. They don't understand none of that. So how in the world do you understand a Bible that was written in a language that you've never studied? Written in Aramith, Aramaic, Ivrith, Hebrew. Written in Greek, Koine Greek, Hellenic, written in Hellenic languages. When you haven't studied those down to a science and understood those down to a science, understood all of the linguistic nuances, all of the syntax, all of the all of the idioms, all of the underlying meanings, all of the psychological mindsets of the ancient people from the East. If you haven't gone through all that, you know nothing about the Bible. You don't understand the Bible. You cannot, you're not even qualified to speak about the Bible because you've never read the Bible. Even if you read the Bible in English, you've never read the original Bible in its original languages, in its original scrolls. 
period. Now in closing, let us get back and let the prophet of Lucifer speak, Klaus Schwab. He says, Klaus says, the changes are underway today, are not isolated to a particular country, industry, or issue. They are universal. They are universal and thus require a global response. They require a global response. Failing to adopt a new cooperative approach would be a tragedy for humankind. To draft a blueprint for a shared global governance architecture, we must avoid becoming mired in the current moment of crisis management. Klaus is telling the people, you have to change your mind. You have to change the way you think. Klaus is speaking from a transcendent perspective and awareness. His goal is to forge the global beast architecture and framework by any means necessary. He says, the world must cooperate or it will be a tragedy for humankind. If you don't get your thoughts synchronized and made parallel with the stated, established, new reimagined rules, it's gonna be a tragedy for you. Klaus goes on to say, specifically, this task will require two things of the international community. Wider engagement in heightened imagination. The engagement of all stakeholders is sustained. In sustained dialogue will be crucial. Let me say that again. He says the engagement of all stakeholders in sustained dialogue will be crucial as will the imagination to think systemically and beyond one's own short-term institutional and national considerations. Dr. Klaus says that you need to update and upgrade your imagination. That you need to learn how to think systemically. That you need to go beyond your own short-term institutionalized thinking and you must transcend your national considerations and limitations. What he is saying is you need to expand your mind wide enough that you can accept the new global Luciferian draconian mandate. He goes on to say, these will be the two organizing principles of the World Economic Forum's upcoming annual meeting in Davos Clusters, which will convene under the theme of Globalization 4.0, shaping a new architecture in the age of the fourth industrial revolution. Ready or not, a new world is upon us. Klaus says, ready or not, a new world is upon us. Shaping a new architecture in the age of the fourth industrial revolution. The fourth industrial revolution is about the convergence of the digital, the physical, and the biological. It's about a merging of the iron and the clay taken from Hanavi Daniel, the prophet Daniel. He said, a new world is upon us. 
you know, kind of like Walt Disney has been programming all the children with their musicals and cartoons and a whole new world, a whole new world, a whole new world, a whole new world. Yes, that is a Walt Disney song and Walt Disney theme, a whole new world. But is it, is it to be credited to Disney? Or can we find these concepts well over 2,000 years ago specifically stated and talked about in Isaiah chapter 65 verse 17 through 25 and Revelation chapter 21. Matter of fact, the prophet Isaiah also talks about the old world being rolled up like a scroll, not only the world, but the heavens in which the world subsists. The realm, the dimension itself will be done away with and a new one will emerge. No, not a reimagined one, not a refurbished one, not a restructured one, a totally new one. completely new yes Isaiah the prophet has put forth Yahwistic spiritual concepts that now have been inverted by Lucifer and his prophets and is being called the new the new world order the new world, keyword, new world order, novus ordo seclorum. The new world order, a new order of the ages, but a Luciferian one, a godless one, an inhumane one. Klaus has already explained to you that the gap between the rich and the poor will continue to grow the disparities will continue and pretty soon if you don't accept where we're going digitally and it's interesting that the word digital does come from the word digitus and digitus in Latin means finger now Yeshua in the scriptures when he cast a demon out of a man, he was accused by his Hebrew brethren, the Pharisees and the Sadducees, that the works of miracles that he did utilizing the power of God was actually the work of the devil. And Yeshua said, well, if I'm using the power of the devil to cast a demon out of a man, then whom do your sons use when they cast demons out of people? and they were silent but something interesting that he said as well Yeshua said specifically he said but when I cast a demon out of someone and the power of God is displayed he says the finger of God he says if I cast out a demon with the finger of God then the kingdom of God has come upon you. Now we got to take some time to break this down. The finger of God, the digitus of God. Yeshua said he had possession of the digitus, the power of God, the data of God. 100%. He had enough data of God to dispel demons. Now, we have Lucifer trying to borrow this spiritual technology, invert that technology, and trying to achieve global governance, global surveillance through digital frameworks, digital means, a finger, but not the finger of Yahweh, a counterfeit finger. A technological finger. 
Yes, Lucifer, Hasatan, the covering cherub, or Keruv, the evil genius, the one who seeks to steal, kill, and destroy. He is a counterfeit master, a con artist. Anyway, this concludes the article from Dr. Klaus Schwab. Dr. Klaus Schwab says, ready or not, a new world is upon us. Globalization 4.0, the shaping of a new architecture in the age of the fourth industrial revolution. Until next time, Shalom Aleikum. Fortify your immune system. Guard your mind from the mockingbird media. Begin to fortify yourself spiritually, solically, and physically. Shalom Aleikum.